0: I would say the definition for myself is to be fully self-expressed, right? Because that's my Mm. ultimate goal, right? Because when we're fully self-expressed, we're not caring about what people are thinking. But in order to go to that level of freedom, you have to accept the dark parts you don't like about yourself. Mm. You're gonna have to stop trying to hide and stop putting the mask on. Because only when you don't need the mask and you're fully self-expressed, you are literally the walking, talking embodiment of a person that lives in their
1: values. Hey you, and welcome to the Conscious Creators. My name is Yoko de Swert. I'm an artist, a storyteller, an entrepreneur, and the host of this podcast. Every week, I'm grateful to introduce you to the stories of some of the most inspiring people I'm fortunate enough to meet along my journey. We talk in an open and very human way about what it truly takes to create the life, the love, and the business that you deserve through sharing these stories, it is my mission to inspire you to live a fully inspired life. So let's do it. Hi guys and welcome
2: to the first episode of the Conscious Creators. In this series, we're gonna take a closer look at what it really takes to consciously create the life and business you deserve. And in today's episode, you're gonna learn the four ways to warp your mind for success. And I'm joined today by Emil Steenvel. Emil is an emotional intelligence and transformational breakthrough coach. He's a speaker, an entrepreneur, an event facilitator, and he focuses mainly on the relationship with the self and the mind. So. Thank Thank you very much Emil for joining me.
0: Thank you for having me.
2: You're very welcome and maybe do a short introduction also like what got you started with emotional intelligence.
0: So the reason I decided to go into emotional intelligence is because one my mother's a psychologist, two I was terrible with my emotions. I didn't understand how to regulate my feelings, I would react, I would blame, I would take things personal and I was always a deep thinker as a child. I was always wondering why do people do what they do how can people be mean? How can people are popular? How can people, you know, get attention? Now, even as a child, I was really good at sport. Um, I was quite popular, like I was the captain of the basketball team, but I hated attention. And the reason being is because ultimately I didn't like how I felt when people were looking at me, you know, were being seen. Yeah. And when I really got clear about that, I started to understand that I had a story that I wasn't enough, that I wasn't enough. I wasn't smart enough. Um, I didn't feel like I w- should be getting this kind of attention. So when I got it, I was like, "Oh, this doesn't feel mm. nice. And through going through the self development journey where I did my first, um, workshop where I really got deeper tools about why I do what I do, everything started to make sense. And I was hooked. The moment I went to my first self development event, I literally peeled back so many layers. And one of the biggest things I had a problem with was love. And that stemmed from my father and when I asked my father, like, how come he never expressed love to me? Ultimately, it hit me so hard that his father never expressed love to him. And what I realized is that everything is a pattern. So I started studying, and I started. I did courses, like I did a two-year uh, coaching course. Um, I've done timeline therapy. I've done hypnotherapy. I've done time, um, acceptance and commitment therapy, Reiki. I've been a yoga teacher. I've done theta healing. I've done a lot of training because yeah. I'm so interested in why we do what we do and how we tick. And I don't think there's only one way to heal someone.
2: No, it's very true. I do find it very interesting that you say that you had a problem with people looking at you. Mm. Because for the people that don't know Emil, Emil was a model yes. <laughs> for a very long time. Yes. So how did you go from not wanting people to look at you or not liking it and then stepping into
0: something such as modeling? Well, it's funny. The universe says... Here's something that is going to take you to the next level, and you can either shy away from it because of fear, or you can head towards it and the fear dissipates. And I got asked several times to be a model, and I rejected it many times because I was scared of rejection. Ultimately, because my story was I'm not good enough, and who's going to hire me? And who likes getting rejected, honestly? Like, no, no one does, right? So, during that process, for three years, I said no. Until so finally I had the courage to say yes. And I, and when I did, I'm the kind of person that goes all in because, you know, my other stories, I was a perfectionist. I'm a recovering one, sometimes still, <laughs> as you could probably see in the bloopers. Yeah. But ultimately, um, when I went into that journey of modeling, it really threw me into seeing myself and how I show up. And it really taught me about confidence. It taught me about showing up in a way that, you know, confidence doesn't have to be loud and boisterous. It can have a presence about it, mm-hmm. a trust. And through the modeling, really, I got a real deep understanding about who I am and how I want to show up in the world and how I build connections. And you know, I was asking myself questions like, how am I going to be remembered out of 200 models in here? Mm-hmm. And when I started thinking about that, I started thinking about the mind. I started thinking about relationships and connection. So everything that I've gone through with the modeling, I'm using today in the coaching. Yeah, yeah. The difference is, when I'm speaking on camera, you're seeing me. Now, I hated speaking on camera before this, but I could walk through a crowd of 3,000 people on a fashion show in my underwear, and I'm playing an alter ego of, like, this is the model now. But they're not really seeing me. I was playing a character. Mm -hmm. So the difference is now when I'm speaking on camera as a coach and I'm speaking as myself, you're seeing me. There's no character. It's just me. Mm
2: -hmm. It's really interesting that you point out connections and relationships because when we... Look at building businesses. Mm. That's one of the most important things that we have to do. And especially nowadays with social media, we're all behind our computers. And we think that that is building connection when it actually isn't. Um, So do you maybe have some tips for entrepreneurs out there? How to easily build rapport and connections with new people they meet that might become clients or business associates?
0: I always look at it in a way where it's like, how can I support more people, and how can I serve? And when I come from that space, then I'm not coming from a place of taking, which it, which I'm going to be talking about in the four ways to walk your yeah. my success, because ultimately, when we're coming from a place of, like, how can I open up and be open for what's possible? How can I support you in what you're doing? Mm-hmm. And then when I come from a place like that versus, like, I'm here to take, yeah. you're either coming from scarcity, lack, fear, judgment, like, oh, I need more, I mm-hmm. need this person, and then I'm going to get the business, and then I'm going to be free, people sense that people feel your energy and people feel if it's genuine or not and they feel it before you even open your mouth this is what's interesting because if you have that vibe where you're feeling scared or shy or you you feel like oh I'm an introvert so I don't go up to people and I don't build conversations and I just sit back and because I've never been seen before then you're going to show up as that and that awkward energy is going to transfer before you even open your mouth
2: interesting Yeah, and it's very much true that, and that's something that we talk about in marketing all the time. Mm. Offer value first, and then everything else will come. And that's something that I try to teach all of my clients as well. Like, Mm. because when a marketing client comes to you, very often they go like, "I want to make, I want to get the sales, I want to get the conversion," which is of course the end goal. But then they don't necessarily understand that. Okay, let's just offer a bunch of value, and it will come. It's like trusting the process that it will come. And I guess that's like the same thing when you're building relationships: is giving without expecting yeah. to receive anything in return. Yeah. And the ones that are meant to like connect with you will connect with you. And
0: they will connect on the level that you're at, not from a place of scarcity, but a place of value. The interesting thing about this is Gary Vee talks about it all the time.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, people are asking what's the most important thing you need to be doing, and he's like, investing in yourself and self-awareness, emotional intelligence. Yeah. And now people are only starting to click on now that you will only go as deep in your business As you've gone as deep into yourself, the level of your emotional intelligence is the level of success you will have. So if you understand yourself, you literally go deeper with yourself and you do experience your work and you put yourself out there and you do the uncomfortable things and you get to really see who you are. Then, only then you will understand more people, the psychology of how they work and you mirror, we're mirrors. Yeah. Right.
2: So... As I said, Emil's an emotional intelligence coach. That's why I brought him on, because like, we tend to focus very much on the numbers yeah. when it comes to business. And as Emil said, like, emotional intelligence is so important to eventually increase that level of success, but also the level of fulfillment that you yeah. feel while doing it. Um, so if you had to give a definition for emotional intelligence, what would it be?
0: I would say the definition for myself is to be fully self-expressed. Right, Because that's my Mm. ultimate goal, right? Because when we're fully self-expressed, we're not caring about what people are thinking. But in order to go to that level of freedom, you have to accept the dark parts you don't like about yourself. Mm. You're going to have to stop trying to hide and stop putting the mask on. Because only when you don't need the mask and you're fully self-expressed, you are literally the walking, talking embodiment of a person that lives in their values. And when a person shows up like that and they don't care... We all watch. Yeah. You know, we were like, wow, look at that person.
2: Yeah, those are the people that walk into the room and just everyone's sensitive.
0: Yes. Yeah, And those are the people that change the world. Yeah. It literally is. The people that are not afraid and, and are, are okay with taking the flack but are still fully going for their dream, no matter what, the mm-hmm. Jordans, the, the Oprahs, the Walt Disney, you know, like, they're the people that are, are, are changing people's lives because they are literally living a dream.
2: Yeah. Um, you touched upon something, and mm. especially for people who are just getting started, because for you, emotionally intelligence, you've been talking about this for 10 years. Mm. A lot of us are just getting started, and you touched upon knowing your values. Yeah. Um, how does one know their values?
0: So a lot of us, we get values for, passed down from our parents, and it's inherent, and you may just literally take that on from your parents. So your parents might say, you know what, um, honesty is a, value of ours. So I want you to be honest, right? So you're like, yeah, cool. I take that on. But you also take on values that are not yours. And this is why it's super important for us to all identify our own values because it's how we make decisions. It's how we create relationships. It's how we build business. It's how we build our lives. Every single decision you make is based on what you value. Now, if you don't know what your values are, You're going to get pushed in different directions that you don't want to be pushed in. You're going to fall into relationships where you don't want to be in, where literally you will be there five years later going, why am I in this? And it's because you may be a people pleaser. You may not think that you have strong enough um, boundaries. You may not value yourself, which you won't because you're in the relationship and you won't know how to get it. So what do we do? We settle. So I've done it many times. I know so many people that have done it as well. And ultimately, if you don't, Focus on your values every single day and not just focus on them, but practice them. Then you will always fall back into your old patterns. Now, a great way to figure out what your values are is I was saying I would love to give your, your people a, yeah. a sheet where you can identify your values and figure out exactly what your values are. And if you subscribe, you will get a handout from Yoka.
2: Yeah, and it's definitely worth it because I've done the exercise with Emil and it's like more than one page. You have so many possible values on there that I wouldn't even have thought about. Uh, And some of them became my values. Mm -hmm. And I think it's also important to note there's a difference between the values that you already have and embody and then the values that you should be practicing to become the person that you desire to be. Because they're not necessarily the same thing.
0: No, so if you're practicing, just say family was a value of mine. So I was already practicing it. I have a great relationship with my parents. They come to my events, we can talk about anything. So I don't need to have that value on there because it's already inherent in me. It's how I it's how I show up in life. So uh, a value that I wanted to put on because I was like, I need to be more consistent. What do I need to, to go to the next level? So I put consistency on. Okay. So I asked myself, what can I be more consistent in? How can I practice being more consistent in certain areas? And it literally is about how can I practice and embody this value. I want to master it on every single part. Because when I master it, I become it. And when I become it, it becomes my second nature. It's like your gut brain, right? You know when mm-hmm. your gut says, "Ooh, I don't know if I should do that. Yeah. And the mind goes, don't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> and then later on, you're like, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. I knew I shouldn't have done that. I just didn't listen to it. And we all do it. Mm-hmm. So a great way you guys can do it now is I would choose five people that inspire you and I want you to write down five values that you think they have or the five traits that they have and how they show up. And what you're going to do is you're going to see 25 values or traits based on the five people that inspire you. Then what you're going to choose is this: the five values that you think you need in order to become the best version of yourself. And then you're going to write what that means to you. So, for example, if you choose courage and you look at the word courage and you're like, OK, I'm choosing courage because maybe I didn't put myself out there. Maybe I hold back, maybe I think of myself as small, so I'm gonna choose courage. And every time I feel that kind of feeling or that story come up, I'm gonna activate that value and step into it, right? So what we're doing is we're becoming mindful of these thoughts, feelings, and emotions. And emotional intelligence is that, it's self-awareness. And when we become self-aware, then we're able to check in first and the first step is awareness, okay? You can't just read a book and then go, I read the book and then put it down and then go, I'm good, right? You have to embody the book, you have to practice it. Like there's books that I have that I literally have like read 20 times, 30 times, highlight, listen to and literally implemented before I go, okay, now the next book. Otherwise it's just a waste of your time.
2: Yeah. I already told you that I need to work on that. I'm a big reader, but I read like once or not, or sometimes I just quit in the middle of a book. I'm like, this is not for me. Mm. Um, I do have one book that I've read many, many times and I told you like it's the Code of the Extraordinary Mind um, by Fission and then his last name I cannot pronounce but I will, yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I will link it uh, down below. So we got clear on what emotional intelligence is. Mm. Um, I know that tomorrow you're giving a talk about the five ways, we're now gonna do the four ways, (laughs) to warp your mind for success. And especially because most of my viewers are business owners. That's something that interests us (laughs) because we all want to be more successful Mm -hmm. in a conscious way. Um, So what are some of those ways that we can do that?
0: So the first thing you can do is discover what your fears are. So until you can take it to the next level, you have to figure out what is it that I've been hiding from, avoiding, resisting, pretending not to know about myself. Because when we start to do that and you ask that question, then you you know exactly what you're hiding from. I know exactly when I'm hiding small, why I'm doing it. So when you write it down, you start to see it on paper and you're like, oh, okay, cool. Because once you do that, you're getting something from it. And that's staying in the comfort zone, ultimately. Yeah. Right? For you to be successful, you're going to have to go towards your fears. But first, you have to find out what they are.
2: I have a question there. Yeah. Because... Of course, you've been doing this for a long time. And when you say, like, when I start doing this, I immediately, like, I know what I'm trying to hide. What if you don't? Because a lot of us are, like, stuck in our ways and we are hiding from stuff, but we might need someone to point that out Hmm. to us. What would you advise to do then?
0: Well, one, get a coach. (laughs) (laughs) Or if you think about certain scenarios in your life, and it may be a situation where it's like, okay, I don't like to put myself out there. Maybe I don't want to ask a girl out. Ultimately, what am I doing right now? Why do I not want to put myself out there to ask her out? What What am I afraid of? And then you start writing down the things you're afraid of. And it might be rejection. It might be the fact of looking like a fool. She may say no. It might be embarrassment. It may be certain things. So you want to think of different scenarios in your life where you literally are like, oh, I wish I could do that. And you do say it. it's very subtle. I wish I could do that. And you don't step out and you need to ask yourself, what is it that I'm trying to keep away from right now? What's the danger? What's my concern? And ultimately it is about questions you ask yourself. If you keep asking the question, it will come. Like if you keep asking, what is the concern about this? What am I really afraid of? And ultimately what you want to do is check into like your breath as well. Whenever you're feeling that fear or you're feeling uncomfortable, your breath slows down. I mean, sorry, it speeds up. Yeah. So when it speeds up, what happens? It's like, this is affecting my emotion right now. I'm getting triggered. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh my God, I'm in danger. So your fight or flight kicks in. So ultimately, we want to check and go, what's actually triggering me right now? So we need to become detectives. And the more you start to do this behavior and ask these questions, the more the answers will come. You want to ask yourself, though, a what or a how question if you want to get over it. So... What are some resources I can try out? What have I tried before? How can I be more effective in this new behavior? And not a why question. Because if you ask a why question, you're gonna literally go back into the fear and it's gonna find all the reasons why you can't do that. Mm -hmm. Why isn't this not happening to me? Why can't I do this? Right?
2: It's interesting that you point that out because for me, it's sort of, and it was the same thing that I thought about when you talked about the modeling and the universe gives you what you, for me, I always figure it out after it happens. Mm. Like you don't figure it out while you're doing it, although the more aware you become, the more that is the case. You can, absolutely. And for me, what was very interesting, um, I met Emil because I attended his Elevate event, and Garen Jones was speaking, Mm. and he was talking about how he got successful was because he started doing the opposite of everything he had ever done. Mm. And my story isn't completely the same, but I started realizing when I felt fear I was like, so that's what I need to do. Yeah. So that's what I need to do. Yes. And I, I didn't sit down and question like, why am I afraid of this or how am I gonna, I was just like, I feel it, so let's go do that. Mm. Or exactly like, normally I do this, this hasn't worked, let's try something else.
0: And sometimes you're, it's a great point, sometimes you're not going to find the exact reason of why you're doing it and it doesn't matter. The question you, you need to ask yourself is, do I want to keep doing this for the next 10 years?
2: Yeah, do yeah. I want to get the same result? Yes.
0: And if you do not, then do the opposite and see what happens. And it starts off with something small. It doesn't yeah. need to be huge. It doesn't need to be like grandiose, literally. No. It can be something very small and you put yourself out and you challenge yourself and look at it like a challenge. And once you do it, you count yeah. that as like a little win.
2: Yeah, I like that because I yeah. always tell people like, if you're not, I stop being attached to the end result. Yeah. And so it becomes a game. Yes. And it becomes like, if I do this. What's gonna happen yeah. if I do that? And it becomes fun. And that's what eventually business and life should be.
0: It should be exactly that. Yeah. It should be fun, it should be a challenge, it should be something that makes us step outside our comfort zone. And then this is when you start playing literally the game of life. Yeah. Not serious. Those that are serious will break.
2: That's very true, yeah. And so, especially when we look at business, asking for stuff is a big thing that a lot of people are afraid of. Because we automatically in our minds go, Well, they're not gonna wanna do that, they're gonna say no. And so I always tell people, well, you already have the no. You might as well ask, might stay a no, might become a yes. And that's like a little thing that you can just start doing. Just putting yourself out there and asking the question. And 90% of the time people are gonna say yes, But it's just that fear that's telling you, like, no, that's not appropriate. No, this is not the right time. I'm going to wait until they're alone and stuff like that.
0: And what they're doing is making an assumption. Yeah. And the assumption assumption you always are making is to try and keep you safe. Exactly. Because you don't actually know.
2: So the first one is to identify the fear.
0: Yeah. So identify the fear. Ask yourself, where am I resisting? What am I hiding from, avoiding, and pretending not to know? So when okay. you ask those questions, just write them down, have a sip, think about that, and sit quietly because you will see what comes up, it will come up naturally.
2: Yeah and so once we've identified the
0: fears, yeah. what do we do then? So once you identify the fears, you then go to the next step, which is become present with them. Now a lot of us don't <laughs> like to be present with our fears, right because we're like, oh, I don't like that feeling. Yeah So if the thing is we have sixty to eighty thousand dollars a day. The more aware you are about these thoughts, and what you've got to realize is that your thoughts are just thoughts, it's not the truth. Mm-hmm. Right? They're repeated thoughts from the day before. So if you notice your thoughts, instead of fusing with them, then you're going to allow them to pass through you instead of holding on to them like they are the and truth. Like yeah. I have some of the strangest thoughts. I swear, if you could see what goes through my mind, <laughs> right? And I'm like, sometimes I'm like, why are you even thinking that? And I was like, oh, it's not really my thought. You know, it's just a thought that goes through. <laughs> yeah. But ultimately, this is what gets us in trouble because what happens is we have a thought, and it could be a disempowering thought. Like maybe you wake up in that morning and you're like, I don't feel good today. And um, and you start thinking about everything that's going wrong in your life. And then that thought turns into that thought and then that turns into that thought. And then all of a sudden you're dragged through this mud. Yeah. BS stories. Now, this is where mindfulness and being present helps. And the most successful people practice mindfulness. They practice yoga, meditation. It could be walking in nature, you know, getting out and not glued to your technology. And the reason why that's so important is because, you know, I heard this the other day, you are got to slow down to speed up. We think that if we do more, we're going to have more. But if you're in your being and you really get clear about what it is, where you're going and what you're creating, you can create 10 times more because you know exactly what you need to do. You prioritize your time. You make better steps and make better decisions. And you're not doing it from a place of lack, fear, judgment. You're doing it from a place of authenticity and fully in line with your values.
2: Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Values is one part of it, I believe. I also think that vision is a big part of it. Yeah. And I had an interesting conversation the other day with a friend, and she's like, yeah, but I'm clear on my vision, and I'm clear on my values, and it's still not happening. And I was like, but you have to say no to everything that isn't that. Yeah. And, and that's and then- also like trusting yourself and, yeah. be, and and trusting the universe that it will show up, mm. but you have to be able to say no to everything that's not that.
0: Yeah, and you have to be like a ninja.
2: Whatever. Yeah, and also knowing, and that's what I like about the thought pro- process, is that those thoughts are still going to show up, but mm-hmm. if you know where you're going, if you know what your values are, you can just be like, oh, it's there.
0: It's going to come. Yeah. That you, There's no way you can't make it happen if you are consistent and you are protecting your time and literally saying no, because the moment you say Maybe. no to yourself, or <laughs> the moment you say yes to yourself, you're yeah. saying no to you sorry the moment you say yes to somebody else you're saying no to yourself and for the people pleases out there that are watching this that always want to help and support and give more and do more you've got to check in and go what's my mission what's where what is my vision where am i going with this
2: so we've gotten clear on what our fears are and we're becoming present mm-hmm. and sitting with it then what
0: so then you choose the values that will counteract the behavior of your fears
2: okay and so this is where it comes where it becomes important, as I said, that you choose values that match the person you want to be and you yeah. desire to become, yeah. and not the person that you have been, because the person that you have been or the values that that person's based on is also the person that's allowing those fears to yeah. perpetuate, yeah. Um, so as Emil said, if you subscribe to the channel, you'll get an email with his list of all the values and the exercise that I also did at the Elevate event. Yeah. And once you get clear on your values, how do you move on from there?
0: So then from values, you want to check in and and write down exactly how you're going to action them on a consistent basis. What does it mean to you, right? Because your version of love, just say you have love, or just say you're like, okay, I want to create more flow in my business. Your creation of flow might be different to my creation of flow. So you have to get really distinguished about what it means. How am I going to action that on a consistent basis? And you want to make sure you can see it every single day. Yeah,
2: that's an interesting point because while we were at the event, um, there were multiple people doing this exercise Mm. and we actually got to discuss our values. Mm. And for me, I was still doubting between fun and adventure. And while you're discussing this, you're gonna notice that other people give other definitions to that value. And so eventually I went with adventure because I was like, if I go on adventures, I'm gonna have fun. And, but then they saw it differently. So it's very important that you define specifically what those values mean to you. Um, and then as Emil said, like make actionable points that you can do every day, every week yeah. to really practice those values.
0: Yeah, if there's no action, there's no implementation, it's just a word, it means nothing. Yeah. Right. And I can't stress that enough. Ultimately, the whole game of self-development, emotional intelligence, practicing, going deeper with yourself is implementation right that's yeah. the difference
2: is there like a point where you should reevaluate your values
0: always always they're always evolving and there'll be times a great question there's gonna be times where you you practice your values so much to the point you've been fully embodied it then i take that value off and then i put a new value on that i need to step up in yeah anybody right so
2: all right interesting I might need to reevaluate mine already. You
0: always do it. Every year, <laughs> I reevaluate my values, and I go, what's working for me, what's not? And then I also even check in to be like, okay, is this value really, like, lighting me up? Because if it's not, then it's not my value. Okay. Right? So you always need to check in, because you're you're always growing, evolving, learning, opening up your perception. And you're not the same person you were a year ago. No. Right? So just know that your values will change. Your inherent values won't. Where it's like my inherent values are like still family, honesty, integrity, um, health, you know. So that's like my, my core, my base one. But then I put values on that I want to practice in order to be the best version of myself.
2: Okay. So especially in business also, some when you start as an entrepreneur, it might feel very lonely. But it can also change you very fast. You will learn so quickly. And especially... Um, while you're growing that fast, it's a good idea to maybe every six months to a year reevaluate your values yes. um, and see what else you might need to incorporate in your life to grow as a person, but also as an entrepreneur. Um, so we have quite, fear, yeah. presence, yeah. values. Is there one major thing that you have seen or know of that really steps up someone's success?
0: Yes. And that is once you get your values, never ever betraying it for anything. And it's funny you asked that because I was like, a, I was on the tip of my tongue. But ultimately, it's you're going to come into parts, even in your business, where you're going to get tempted. You're going to get pulled in different directions. And the most successful people I see are the ones that never ever betray their values for anybody. Because when you do that, you're honoring yourself. And when you honor yourself first, you're filling your own cup, you're showing up as. You need to show up for yourself first, and that will attract people. It will also attract people that are not in alignment with you, because they're gonna see you as light, like a moth attracted to light. And then literally, this is where you get super clear about who you are, and then you're able to distinguish, no, you're not for me. And yes, let's work on this and collaborate, and you will go there 10 times faster.
2: Yeah, and it also uh, confirms a little bit what I said about saying no to everything that isn't your vision. Especially in business, opportunities come in. And for me, especially when I was starting out, I was like shiny object syndrome. Like, oh my God, yes and yes. And you just go all over the place Mm. because you're not clear on where you eventually want to end up. so you say yes to every opportunity. I was the
0: same.
2: Yeah, and then eventually after two, three years, you're like, oh, but I'm nowhere where I want to be because I've been doing things left and right. So I think that's a very powerful thing to get clear on your vision and your values and then stick to that don't betray that just because someone offers you a sh-
0: and shiny they will. object and they will offer you more money because they see the value in you and there's been times in business where i've been where i've been like yes i've taken on clients and i've been flown all over the place and it's great and then i leave two weeks later after being in hotels and getting driven around these fancy restaurants and my soul is depleted and this is why i say never betray your values for anything
2: yeah You said your soul is depleted.
0: What lights your soul up? Service. Supporting people. And that's the next point. So um, for me, what lights my soul up is seeing someone come into my space, thinking this is all they have and this is all they can get. And we do full transformation work where we get to see them shift and take the steps and then go out there and live in alignment with their own purpose. That lights me up. When I see a client come in and they're like, you know what, I'm, and this has happened where I've had a client almost uh, about to commit suicide, and come in and I work with them and we break down these stories, these beliefs, and they come into another place with themselves. We teach them their values, we teach them how to become present, we simplify their life, and that's all we're doing. And we guide them and through that process, seeing them shift and shed layers. And you saw at the Elevate event when people came in at the start compared to when they left, and their faces have shifted. They've lifted about 20 years of bullshit stories that they've been holding on to their whole lives. And for me, that lights me up. I love seeing people leave and go, you know what? I've gone home and I'm able to connect with my child. I'm able to connect with my family. I'm more present with my partner. I'm the happiest I've ever been. Like, that lights me up. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I think it was interesting that you said we simplify things, because as you said, we have so many thoughts a day. And I think our brain is a very powerful tool to make up problems that aren't there. Um, And I saw Emil do this and like even for me, like I came in and I was aware of most of my stuff, but you still you make up stories. Everything we do, whether it's how I'm talking to you, how I'm talking to myself, how we talk to our clients, Mm -hmm. it's all based on stories. And when you get to simplify the stories, especially that you tell yourself about yourself, that's a very powerful thing. But also, I find it interesting that you said service. Do you think that that's just you, that it just lights you up, or that it's a more general thing? There is a fact that...
0: And studies shown that people that serve more are the happiest. And there's a, it's an actual fact. I was reading up on it the other day that there's an fMRI scan that monitors the brain and it actually, by giving more, it actually triggers the same parts of the brain that food does and sex, which I felt fascinating. It's,
2: yeah, like, you need to give, you know, do more giving. I was
0: like, well, <laughs> just going to give more, right? <laughs> yes. So it's, it's funny because it, it really is one of those things where when I give, Without expectation, I'm allowing something for somebody else. And you know I think it's equally important to receive because so many of us are givers and want to overgive to the point where we deplete ourselves. And that's not, that's not the way we do it either, mm-hmm. right? There, there is no giving without receiving. In order to have both, just like there is high and low, right and left, negative and positive, there has to be an equal balance. Mm-hmm. so but giving and serving is really about you're focusing on the other person and when i come into an event if i'm going to speak for example i'm speaking tomorrow it was funny like my perfectionist came out because yeah. i'm like i'm doing a powerpoint presentation i don't really do powerpoint presentations i'm speaking to a bunch of people that are in marketing and i was like tech heads and then i was like wait 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 these people are human they're human beings they have feelings they have thoughts they're not aliens yeah. And I was like, "Oh, shit, I know what I'm doing. I'm making it yeah. about me. And when I came back and I really sat back and I was like, "How can I serve support more? How can I serve more?" Then I got out of my own way. And when you come from a place of service and support, you don't make it about you, and they get what they need, not what you want, right? Because my ego is coming from that. Yeah, I wanted to look good. I wanted to be the best. I wanted to do this. you know, and it's just it's normal. You know, yeah. and it's not about, beating up the ego, because we need the ego. But we also need to learn how to use it instead of letting it use us.
2: Yeah. And it's funny that you brought this up, because we've actually recorded this interview before. We tried to (laughs) record it last week, and then I messed up the mics. Mm -hmm. And also, we were supposed to do the four ways to warp your mind for success, and he hadn't started it.
0: Mm.
2: He's doing his talk tomorrow, and last week he hadn't started the... To prepare for his talk and i talked to you yesterday on the phone and you were still going like
0: i was like i'm just finishing uh the slide- last yeah. slideshow <laughs> last minute larry
2: yeah but it's like i think that's like it it makes it more relatable to everyone because we all have this yeah. um so even though that you've been speaking for 10 years it mm. still shows up it's about knowing how to deal with it when it does yeah. And I think that was also a very powerful thing that I took away from the event, is that we're so focused on always being happy Mm. these days. Positive vibes only, and that's just not real life. And so by always having this atmosphere around us of always needing to be happy, always like needing to be um, around good vibes, we sort of just push down the bad feelings and push down the imperfections. Um, Whereas I think a part of emotional intelligence also is to be able to just go It's there.
0: Yeah, it's there to notice it, to feel it, to be with it, to nurture it. And I always like to give the example of like, think of it like a child, right? If there was a child that walked inside and the little girl was crying in front of you and she's like, I want a hug or I feel bad or I fell over or I stuffed this up. Would you yell at the child?
1: No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't.
0: you give the child a hug, you give it some nurturing. You'd be like, it's okay. And this is what we need to do for ourselves. We need to do the same thing for ourselves and not be so harsh on ourselves and notice when we make mistakes and that's part of our growth, right? I had to redefine what mistakes and failure meant because of my idea of perfectionism. And that was, I never like, there's a quote that I have in my room with Nelson Mandela and the quote says, I never lose, I either win or I learn. And that reminds me every single time that I am on this journey and it's beautiful and it gets to honor every part Just like every emotion is necessary, anger, sadness, hurt, guilt, shame, it's all necessary. And we can't avoid it. And the more we try to avoid things, the more it gets louder and louder, like that little kid that will scream and scream so loud to the point where you can't escape it. And then this is where people come into breakdown. Because there have been so many years of resisting and pushing down. And we've all heard that saying, what you resist will persist. Mm -hmm. And it really will. And it'll get to the point where anxiety creeps up. You can't sleep at night your relationships fail. All of a sudden everything starts falling apart and it all comes back to coming back to simplicity.
2: Yeah. Um, And I think especially for a lot of entrepreneurs, we tend to strive for goals, thinking that once we reach that goal, then everything will be fine and then we'll Mm -hmm. be happy. And we sort of use it as a crutch to not deal with the stuff that we should be dealing with and What I now see, and that's a lovely thing, more and more people are getting into mindfulness and all that because we're starting to learn that you can achieve the biggest goals in the world unless you've dealt with that inner child and you've given it love and all that. It still won't be enough. And... Once you start learning that, it becomes more about service. Yeah. And it becomes more about like, how can I serve other people? And I've seen it happen. And I do believe, that's why I asked, is it just a thing for you? Or is it, do you think it's a general thing? And I do believe that we not say service, but it's also offering value. offering, it's offering value. value, it's
0: support, but ultimately you gotta think of it like this. There's people out there that have everything. They have the money, they have the cars, they have the fame. Why do they kill themselves? Like, I ask myself this question every single time. It's because they don't have deep connections and relationships that mean to them. And it really comes down to, like, the meaningful relationships. There's a a study that came out that I read about, a 75-year study. They interviewed about 730 people. And they were reading, and one of the points was that the most successful people, the people that make the most money, and the other ones that have the most meaningful relationships, the deepest connections... Because I've coached multiple millionaires, and they have the wealth, they have the the house, they have the family, but they can't even speak to their children. They come home and they're disconnected to their wives. So what is wealth? And we have to really ask ourselves, if you want to be successful, really define what that means, because Mm -hmm. it's such a warped sense out there in the world. Mm -hmm. And for all the entrepreneurs as well, ultimately, if you really want to take your business to the next level, it will only go as deep as you go with yourself. You have to go in before you can go out. And I'm telling you, that's the only way. Yeah.
2: And I think defining success. Yes. That's very interesting because for me, I started out at 19 Mm. when I built my first business. And you just have this success means money, right? Mm. You make a lot of money, that's success. Yeah. And then when you start making money, you're like, it's I still feel the same.
0: Why is it different? Why
2: is it not different? (laughs) I thought it would feel different. And that's when you really have to look at what success means for you. Maybe success means working really hard for three years so you can spend time being a mom or you can go on a very long holiday. Or something like It can be anything you want it to be.
0: It really can. It can success, success could mean, literally, I woke up and I went to the gym and that means I'm successful. Yeah. And it really is your definition and you have to really get clear about it and not get pulled in again what other people's definition of success is because yeah. you will always chase the carrot otherwise. And I'm telling you, you don't want to do that. No, you don't. It's not fun, trust <laughs> me. You'll get the carrot there. and you're like, oh, that's, that's it?
2: Does not taste the way How I thought it would. How come I don't feel would? different? Yeah.
0: You know? And it really does come down to, what do I want to feel if I, yeah. if I get this?
2: That's, an, that's a very powerful statement. How do you want to feel
0: yeah.
2: when you reach that goal that mm-hmm. you set for yourself?
0: And who am I going to impact when I do? I always ask that question. Yeah. If you get this, especially to my clients, if you get this and we work through this, how are you going to impact other people? Because it has to spread. Yeah. Because once it starts with you and it spreads, it becomes a ripple. right? And we all need to keep doing that. Imagine everybody thought like that and everybody yeah. was like, who else is going to impact? It will keep going around and around and around. Yeah.
2: Hmm. Super powerful. I have a question, hmm. which I also asked last week when we did this. Yep. Um. You really dove deep into personal development. You did it with your entire family, which is beautiful to see also. And you've learned so many lessons over the years. If tomorrow you woke up and you could only remember one of those lessons, you forgot everything else, what would it be?
0: To never ever forget. Mm. I think the lesson I would keep is to always accept myself every part of it the dark and the light because ultimately that's when i am in full self-expression it's when i'm not trying to be something it's not when i'm trying to look like something and when i can show up as that most authentic self and be myself and be comfortable and trust myself then i'm the happiest yeah
2: that's lovely and then to wrap it up for people just getting started with self development, emotional intelligence, what are some of the books that you could
0: recommend? Yeah, so there's a book that I love to give my clients at first starting and kind of green in this, and it's The Fifth Agreement. And there is a Four Agreements, but get the Fifth Agreement because it's the full version. It has the Four Agreements in there, except his son wrote the fifth, the last part. And this book is amazing because it really breaks down and it's simple ways to break down life the first agreement is always be impeccable with your word say only what you mean and mean only what you say the second agreement is don't take anything personal and i know a lot of you out there we take it personal i take it personal yeah. justice agreement alone has shifted my whole perspective with people especially if they have you know are upset at me i'm like mm-hmm. i take it i take a step back and i'm like okay what's actually happening right now yeah. and when you don't take anything personal you're not taking on their stuff it's a projection of their own world. Exactly.
2: Right? I was going to say, when I learned that, I always tell people, like, how people react to you says more about them than it does about you. Absolutely. Um, and especially in business. Mm. Um, it's such a powerful thing. I don't get upset anymore when people tell me, like, this does not work.
0: Yeah. Or even okay, feedback like, yeah. as well. Like, I'm so happy to hear feedback because I'm like, okay, cool. How can I use this to grow? Exactly. But not take it as truth. Hundred percent truth, because remember, it's coming from the projection of their world.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. So if we take bits of that, we take responsibility. We're gonna grow. Yeah. The third agreement is don't make assumptions. Right, which we all love to do because trying to eases our anxiety levels.
2: Yeah, and it confirms the stories we already have about ourselves. Yeah.
0: So he says, have the courage to ask exactly what you want to avoid misunderstanding and judgment right yeah the fourth agreement is always do your best because when you do your best and there's going to be some days when you're going to be at the top of your game and you feel amazing and you wake up and you're like yes i got this and you kill the day and your productive levels up here especially <laughs> for entrepreneurs right now the next day you're like you're not feeling so well and as an entrepreneur when you work for yourself you're literally going to wake up and you're like i gotta get this done this done, this done and you're comparing yesterday's best to today's best and this is where the judgments come in so you always do your best for how you feel in that day, right? So if you're feeling like a little bit under the weather, it's like, okay, you got to honor your body too. You've got to listen to it, right? When it's getting sick, it's telling you you need to slow down. You need to be present with it. Because those who constantly ignore that will burn out and it will get to a point where it's irreversible. And this is when they come to me and they're like, I need help. Because you're literally in breakdown.
2: Mm-hmm. I think it's... Like, interesting that you mentioned that, because especially in Europe, I don't know other parts of the world like in Europe, burnout is a big thing now. Yeah. A lot of people burn out, and it's also because in Western medicine, we go like, you're like if you're sick, mm-hmm. it means you have a fever or you broke something, or yeah, if I cannot put my finger on it, you're not sick. Yeah. Um, and when it comes to burnout or anxiety, depression in general, it's something that is going on inside of you mm. that isn't testable. And it's really about learning to listen to your own body and going like, no matter what anyone else is saying, I feel yeah. that I need to slow down. I feel I need to handle it this way. And that does take a lot of courage. It takes in courage a, and yeah. discipline.
0: Because like I said before, sometimes you gotta slow down to speed up. Mm-hmm. And it's like saying, I'm not going to slow down, I've got to do more work, i got to do more work, I've got to do more work. But imagine yeah. doing that for seven days and not sleeping. Now, the same thing I say, <laughs> is yeah. it happens, right? This is my life. It's like, i got to yeah. do, that, do that, right? <laughs> and, and ultimately, when you think about it, it's like when I say do meditation or do some mindfulness, people say, oh, no, I don't have time for that. You know, and there's a saying by the Dalai Lama that says, oh, you know, if you scene. don't have time to meditate for 15 minutes, then meditate for two hours. Yeah. And why he's saying that is because once you do that, those who be still will get ten times more done than yeah. the, those who do more try to do more. Because they're coming from lack. Whenever you're trying to force something, you're coming from lack. Yeah. Right? And the fifth agreement is don't believe yourself and don't believe anybody else. Now when people first hear that, people are like, what do you mean don't believe yourself? Right? And he says, listen to the intent behind the words to hear the true meaning. There's always a reason why someone's saying something. What's their intention? What was your intention for saying that to me? What did you want from that? And Mm -hmm. when I ask that, people are like, ooh, first. And then they're like, because it's subconscious behavior. Right? But when you say don't believe yourself, you're saying don't believe yourself that says I'm not good enough. Don't believe yourself that says I can't do it. Right? That's the story, the doubt. Question the doubts. Instead of questioning yourself, question the doubts. The doubts are always there to keep you safe. Mm -hmm. And when you question the doubts, you literally are like, ah, is that really my truth? Or is that me trying to my old self trying to keep me safe? Yeah. And then question everybody else. Is this really agreeing with me? Does this agree with my values? Because when you ask that, it's nothing personal, but I'm not going to betray myself for anybody. And I'm not going to do it for the approval of this relationship.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: if you really accept me and love me, you will see me and love me for who I am.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think especially with the negative thoughts, like I like to compare again with like your inner child. Yeah. When you were a kid, you didn't like care no. you didn't like you weren't afraid to do stuff like i climbed trees and like my mom would be like can you please not do that and that's where like the stories started creating like oh i should not be climbing trees mm. and it's the same thing with like negative self-talk like i'm not good enough to do this i'm not smart enough i'm not you were not born that way you did not talk to yourself that way when you were a kid mm. it's along the way that those thoughts have been not like implemented in well, there, but like agreement.
0: yeah, something happened. Then we made the yeah, agreement with, with ourselves, and we're like, well, yeah. this happened. I don't want to feel that anymore. And from now on, I'm going to act like this. Exactly. Whenever this position, this happens to me, and this is why I love this. Why I go back into like the stories and the gaps, because mm-hmm. uh, once I find the one pattern, then I find out exactly what else that's been triggered in your life yeah. and how you show up.
2: Yeah, so. and it's that awareness that's so important. And again, not trying to get rid of it, yeah. but just being aware that it's there mm. so that when it does come up again, like your perfectionism yes. came up, you can go like, ah, oh, there it is again.
0: And notice it and yeah. my relationship with it is so different now, right? And it's funny because even tomorrow when I go and speak, I'm gonna admit something to 400 people, which I would never have done <laughs> in my past. they we be like, no way, that this is the first part I'm gonna do. Like I was like, this is gonna be really cool. Because I'm going to admit where I was trying to hide and keep it looking good. Mm -hmm. And this is a big part of vulnerability. And vulnerability builds connection. Yeah, Um,
2: It's It's the stuff that we try to hide that eventually connects us to one another. Yeah,
0: it really is. Through your mess and through your acceptance of that, that's where you're going to be able to connect with more people. But we can't fake it. People see it.
2: That was it for today, guys. Thank you so much. Emil, maybe also tell them where they can find you.
0: Yep. So you can find me on at Emil for my Instagram and www.emilsteenbode.com.
2: Awesome. Hopefully that was valuable to you guys. Make sure that you like and comment and also share it with people that could use this message. And then we'll see you next time.
1: There you have it. That's it for this week's episode of The Conscious Creators. Make sure you share it with a friend, family member, or loved one who you think could benefit from hearing what we discussed today. And remember, you are powerful beyond belief in your own unique way. The possibilities of how you choose to learn, to love, and to live life are limitless. And the most amazing thing is that the choice is completely up to you. My name is Yoko. Tune in next time for another episode of The Conscious Creators.